you saw me yesterday and then the performance or whatever you call that, my results or my workout, okay. hadn't been in the gym in 30 days. Yep. Been on the road. A lot of airplanes, a lot of trucks, a lot of sitting, windshield time, a lot of bad meals. Not bad meals. I always exaggerate. Like, I don't sit there. I really don't. Like, I don't I don't want anybody or you to ever get the impression, like, we stop at McDonald's on eight times a day. Right. I'm pretty... No, you know how vain I am. So I'm pretty, I'm like hard on myself on the road too. Of like, I don't want to eat bad. And if I do, then I freaking hold myself accountable. But then there's the alcohol part of it. You're in Nashville. But again, it's not at this point in my life. I'm not going out till three in the morning. Right. And drinking 12 cocktails. I'm really staying, you know, level headed. It might be five nights a week that I have two. Yep. Right. But I know that's still not the best when you're trying to get in the best shape. But again, you know, in my text to you the other day, I said, I just have to learn to accept the balance part of it, that this is my life. So what were you thinking yesterday? I I thought it was pretty good, actually. So I I know you had, so we'll back it up a hair, right? You you didn't come in Monday. You were, you were tired. Or Friday. Um, Or Friday. But, but Friday, you kind of had a reason you, your daughter had a game going on. So so you had some stuff going on, uh, but Monday it was seemed more like you just weren't feeling it. No. Okay, so then you kind of hit me up yesterday, said the same thing. I'm like, no, get in here, get moving, get back into a routine. You're going to feel better. Um, and then you actually texted me last night, said you did feel better, but today you said you didn't get great sleep. So you mentioned a couple things there. I, I thought going back to the workout, I thought it was pretty good. You, you, you know, we did what you wanted to, or I, what I wanted to, in terms of, I wanted to get you in, get you moving, get you going through some mobility, some stretching, you know, a little bit of cardio, not, not, not much, just blood flow moving, get some exercise in, take your head off the road stuff, right? Just kind of reset. And I thought it was good. I thought you, you did really good with that. You mentioned, a couple things there. One was balance, right? So it is balance. And, and with, with our lifestyle, I think maybe it was the last time or the one before when you're on the road, it's, it's your, you're working fight, fight or flight, right? So you're into your sympathetic nervous system. You're just going hard. You, you gotta, you're selling product, you're meeting with people, you're trying to do your thing that helps your business. But, but that's not, low-key calm it's it's you got to be it's like being on stage what 12 14 hours right so you're working and then that changes everything you don't eat normal you're you mentioned it maybe you're drinking a little bit all those things take away your sleep isn't great they take away from just good habits okay so so now it's just getting back to good habits and so along those lines uh, you know kind of one of the things we talk about is you know, it's got to be consistent, right? You, you throw off, you do five days good, two days bad. That's enough to go the wrong way real quick. You know, we talk about a, a bad diet can throw off a good workout easily, you know, because you can, you can do 2,000 calories at a sitting, you know, throwing a couple of drinks, throwing a dessert, and you're 2,000 calories. You're not, you're not burning 2,000 calories, you know, in an hour. Yeah. So, so it doesn't take much to go the wrong way. So it's, it's getting consistent. And so I think for you, Chad, it's trying to figure out a, maybe a little bit different road routine, but it, there's going to be days that are hard, you know, it's be, almost like you it's are, impossible. Though. It's almost like it just, it's your, your mindset goes, I'm just going to get it when I get back. 
Right. Right. You literally will find every excuse. Like I'll go to the hotel gym and I'll do my thing, but I don't get the results that I'm looking for. Like, and it's good to get in there and move. Yep. But if I, if I, it was the rock and I had my guys, I had you on the road with me and a nutritionist, it would, it would be so much easier to be prompted. Well, they would, they would probably schedule you. Right. Yeah. It'd be like, okay, Here's Chad, you can do that, but you're getting up at seven because we're Here's going day, to yeah. the gym and we're only going to spend 35, 40 minutes in there, but that's going to counter some of these other things. Right. Um, and, and like you said, the, the goal there then is to not go too far to the extremes. You know, you don't want to just go on the road and go, okay, screw it all. I, I'm going to eat bad. I'm going to drink. I'm not going to sleep. And then, and then you're talking, three months to try and just get back to normal after being gone for two months, right? You take yeah. it one way. So the goal is to not swing that pendulum to the extremes. You want to try and bring that pendulum down to where it's maybe not normal, but it's not going to a, so far of an extreme that it's going to take a ton of work to get it back to the other side. Yeah. I The, the whole mindset, there's so much guilt that goes into that part of life. And I'm not looking at anything right now, except a text from you. Cause I want to <laughs> mention this before. Um, I know that you have some topics that we're going to touch on today, but there's a lot of guilt. And that's mm-hmm. a weird thing too, is like you work your ass off your whole life to get to enjoy things like I get to enjoy. And then when you're enjoying them, you one don't feel deserving and two feel like you're killing yourself. It's a weird mindset. It's like you, you should be like, I should be like, I, I can do things in the gym that a lot of 48 year olds aren't doing. Yep. They're not even going. Right. Um, right. So when I'm in Tennessee and I'm having that sip of Jack Daniels or I'm in Little Rock and I'm, I'm eating that pork chop and I'm watching the stage at the, at the Hall of Fame dinner that I was at two weeks ago and there wasn't any working out that day. It was all work in the duck call shop and then it was this dinner and I'm, and I'm sitting there watching it. I never once go like this. I never go, dude, do you, you know how many reps me and Rob did? How many days in the gym, the last 30 days? Mm -hmm. Like I never give myself credit for that part of it. And I don't know if that's a weird mindset or if most people are be like, maybe that's that the mindset of never satisfied. Cause I never, ever remember all the hard work that we're putting in because it's just, it's just part of it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just what I do. It's just what you have me do. So when I go in there, there's a lot of hard work that's done in that gym. If you go in there and look back on a, a, a average workout for us, we're doing a lot of reps. We're doing a lot of heavy leg presses or those hanging abs that we do, or the, a lot of this stuff is not easy. The planks, yeah. the carries, the yeah. side, the suitcase carries the, these things with the kettlebell, those are yeah. hard to yeah. keep your shoulders up. They are hard. And I never give myself credit for being able to even do that. Right. And if I, if I would change that mindset a little bit of like, wait a minute, your body is is going is is going to be fine because you have done the work. Yeah. But I never think that way. I'm like, oh my god, I'm never going to be able to get back to where I was. And I look at pictures of where I was last summer, and I know that I can get back there. Yep. It's just a matter of routine and consistency. Yep. Yep. You got and it. So I wanted to bring this up real quick because I was really you sent me a podcast, and I want to I want to make sure that me and your you and I mention this this podcast um peter atia you listen to peter quite a bit i have been i was just i just you introduced me to him and he's awesome yeah so um this one was the science of strength muscle and training for longevity 
I just wanted to touch on this before we go into that. What is your opinion on on his on his analysis that you know the overall conversation, you know the the content of that podcast? Correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but it was almost like genetics. Um, I think genetics. Uh, what were they? The, the moral of it was that lean muscle mass and working out is 200%. 400. Or 400%. It, it, it's 200% it, higher than the next closest one or something yeah, of longevity yeah, in right. life. Meaning that if you want to reach that average you know, rate of a male or a female, which is like what? 72 70, to 76. Yeah. Seven? Yeah. Mid seventies. Yep. You don't want to be brittle. You want, you don't want to fall down. You don't want to lose your balance. You don't want to break a hip. Yep. You don't want to, you don't, you want to stay active. You don't want to not be able to get up out of your car or off your couch. Yep. Like that's, um, that's awesome news. Yep. Right. So and, what, and what were your thoughts on that? I, I thought it was great. Cause I've always, we talk about it. I'm not a cardio guy, right? It's to me, cardio was secondary, but that's just how I grew up. I grew up more on the weight side, um, maybe to a fault. Uh, you know, that's just what I was reading. That's what we did. It was, that was just, if you wanted to get better in performance, it was all strength from what I was doing. Now I changed my philosophy there, but yeah, they were saying, so after age 20, shortly after age 20, now, of course, this is if you're not doing anything, you're losing your lean tissue at about a percentage point a year. And then with that, your strength goes at 3% a year. So it's three times you're losing your lean tissue. Your strength is going three times as fast as, as the lean tissue. Your power output drops three times that. So you're losing your power at 9% a year. So if you're not doing something to counter those effects, if you if you work at a desk job or you drive, you know, you, you drive and deliver and you're not doing the loading and the unloading, that kind of stuff, you're losing your lean tissue, period. And, and with lean tissue goes your bone density, right? So there's the problem with our, our female clients is the bone density thing. Here's another one that I just heard that this is really good. You'll like this for your daughter. Females should be doing strength training in their early teens, like 12, 13, 14. What they get there will provide them bone density long-term. So again, it goes back to, I think, something we've talked about before. Put the PE back in middle schools, put it back into the grade schools, put it into high schools, because that's the foundation that these kids are going to need when they're 60, 70, 80, right? We live longer than we used to because of pharmaceuticals or hopefully better you know, taking care of ourselves better, eating better, getting good sleep, that kind of stuff. But we live longer, but it's not any good if you're not doing something to maintain your strength, your lean tissue, your mobility as you age. And I heard another good one the other day. I wrote this one down because I like this one. It was your mobility is the single best marker or metric as you age versus your age, right? So if you can get up and down from the ground, it's one of the things I do with my older clientele. Can you get up and down from the ground? Can you balance? And then we add some strength to that, right? But some of these people, I'll see 55-year-olds who don't get down on the ground very well and have a hard time getting up. You should be able to do that till you're 80. Why can't you get on the ground and move and get yourself up like our Turkish get up, right? Practicing the get up. Yeah, sometimes it's strength, sometimes it's balance, sometimes it's mobility. They can't get down on the ground because their hips aren't mobile anymore. They they just can't move very well. So they almost, you know, you see the people who go to sit down in a chair and they basically fall into it. It's like use your legs. 
to lower yourself against gravity. That's strength training. And sit your butt in the chair nicely. Don't just fall into it, and then they have a trouble getting out of it, right? Because they didn't do any strength loading to get in. They they can't get in or out of a chair. And you, you have know, to they get, break their they break their their the seat on their toilet because they fall into it fall versus into it. versus lowering themselves slowly to get. And down. you have to keep into consideration too that with strength training and being able to balance or being able to control your core, your 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 preventative part of injury goes way up you're way up. you're 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 able to prevent injury yeah. whether it's bending over and picking something up i don't remember knock on wood i don't remember the last time i had low back pain i did i had a little groin issue one time when i raced the list in the gym yeah <clears throat> but i don't remember the last time i had low back pain good and i think that that is due to strength core yep all of the stuff that we do mobility the, whether it's the liddell's and that kind of stuff yep um and mobility yep and um so with that being said, with the the what were the factors though? What, before we get off of this Peter Atia thing, what were the other factors that that strength is like d- dependent on your oh, genetics, dependent on what? What were well, they? your age? It, it almost it almost he was saying it almost trumps your age and your genetics because what they were looking at is, for example, if you smoke. Oh, that's what it was. You're, like you you're, could say, you it's could... all it's all the risk factors. Okay, you risk know, factors, if, you, yeah. if you smoke, your chance of dying early go up thirty percent or something like that. And then uh, if you have diabetes, it, it goes up. And and of course, if you have two of these, then it's even worse. So I I don't know how they factor it out, whether they multiply each other or what. But ultimately, three or four of those things together, your chance of living into your seventies goes way down. But if you strength train, if your if your VO two max was the other one that they were talking about, which is which is basically keeping your cardiorespiratory system at a high level. So your VO two max is it's one of those things we used to test. Um, basically, it's your oxygen utilization or or out and output carbon dioxide output, and you can put a number on that. If that stays high, that's another good predictor. That one was like two hundred percent. Um, going the other direction, that, that you could live longer. So your VO2 was a 200% increase in longevity, not not rate or length, but just probably that you would live longer and, and have a healthier life in that process. And then the strength train would. So went what up part like of my what part of my workout is that one? The VO2. What? Where, how do we measure that with what? With so, what I do. So you know, is it all recovery? No, no, but, but recovery is part of it, you know, because recovery is a great indicator of heart health. You know, the, the quicker your heart rate comes down, the better in shape you are. It shows basically it really gives a good picture of the heart where it's at. Um, we haven't measured it with you. I used to have a machine that actually did it. It finally gave out. It's it's older. Um, but we could kind of get some numbers on you, Chad, that would give you that. But it's it's along alongside of our intervals, kind of where we push you a little bit and then try and get that heart rate down. So some of it. Most VO2 stuff is is done uh, either on a bike or on a treadmill, really, to measure it. But what we're doing in the weight room is can make improvements. Would that to be that. like a stress test in the you, heart? Reveal? You got it. Yeah, but it's but it's with that. Oh, with the you've mask. probably seen the Gatorade commercial where the guy's got the mask on and it goes to the machine. That's a true VO2 max because it's a direct measurement of oxygen utilization. So how would you judge mine based There's on a, maybe not yesterday's workout, mm-hmm. but like when I was, when I'm been consistent in the gym enough, like, can you say, well, that's average. That's pretty good. Like, can you tell what my rate is or I, 
I know you'd be above average. We could probably do a couple of tests to get you really close and figure out those numbers, but I know you'd be above average. And a big part of this is, is something else we've talked about before. It's, it's that athletic baseline that you have, you know, that, that comes in before we started working together. So you've got a good base and you've never let it fully go away. So you've got, you're going to be average just with that. But I think you'd be in that above average range. You may even be in the high range, even though we don't do a lot of cardio. So does it start to fall, falter when you age? Yes. Or does yeah. naturally, or but, can you keep it? But again, you can keep it. It's like the push-ups. Do, do they have to go down as we age? No. If if you're working on them, you might be able to bust out 35 in a minute, you know? I, I And I only say 35 because I'm doing them my way. I hate the people that say, I do 86 in a minute. I'm like, bullshit. Those aren't yeah, real push-ups. That'd be really right? hard. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't. You can't do them right and get that many in a minute. No. So, in, in my perspective. So... so do you think that, well, we got some stuff to talk about with you, but yeah. speaking of push-ups, I love doing push-ups and I've been, that's one thing that I try to stay consistent mm-hmm. on the road, but what would, is 200 push-ups every day good? Should you take some days off? Are you hurting yourself at all by not letting the pectoral part of your muscle development uh rest or is it i i read this thing on matthew mcconaughey on the plane the other day that that's pretty much all he does is 200 mm-hmm. push-ups a day the famous herschel walker was push-ups and sit-ups yep every day you know way more than 200 stuff. yep but is, is is that a is that a good bet get down do 20 at a time 10 times a day or yeah you should you take a few yeah. days off yeah so if you if that becomes your normal routine, that's no different than going out for a walk, right? It's it's that could be your daily routine. We used to say, you know, if you stress a muscle, it needs twenty four hours, forty eight hours off. That's true, depending on the amount of stress. If it's push ups and you get to where they're normal and they don't make you sore, you could do two hundred a day and do them every day. Now, one day a week, you probably want to have that day off and give those muscles time to recover. But if that becomes your daily routine, there's nothing wrong with that. And a great workout, Chad. Maybe one that we play with on the road is, hey, you wake up, we do some Turkish get-ups for about four or five minutes, right? There's your mobility. There's your basic strength, some great core. Plot a jump rope, do push-ups. I mean, what else do you need? I mean, maybe we throw some lunges in to hit the legs and tax them a little bit. But you do 20 minutes of push-ups and jump rope. What do boxers do? You know, boxers are in phenomenal shape. Yeah. And they jump rope, do some body weight stuff. I mean, it really depends. But do we have to have an elaborate gym with a bunch of equipment in it and all kinds of crazy stuff? No, there's there's a ton of great exercises we can do with the kettlebell and body Everybody weight. Everybody can. Jump rope. You know, forget the forget the $20,000 bike that, you know, comes with a computer package. Screw that. Just plot the jump rope. 15 bucks. Here we go. So... That's kind of where we ended our last podcast to remind the audience is where are the people working out? Yeah. All the gyms, the explosion, all the commercials you see on TV, $10 a month, free membership, free, or free, you know, uh, free uh, sign up. You don't have to pay any dues up front. Like there's all these motives to get people in the gym. And right. then you go to these gyms at 5 p.m. and there's not a parking spot to find. Right. They're full. But. In reality, there's 350 million people in this country, I believe, 335 million maybe. Um, Are a lot of people working out later into their lives? Because in this, in just in my office, I look at it that I got that I that that these none of these three go to the gym. Right. But Tom's active on the snow mountain. Clay Clay doesn't work out at all, and I uh, in the gym. And Jack 
I think he does some home stuff, right? Okay. So what 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 is the the reason why those parking lots are so full, but we're so out of shape? Well, they're they're full from five to seven, right? Yeah. That that PM crowd that and can be a really good crowd who's really into it. Sometimes, depending on the gym, that can be the meat market time, right? We've all seen that depending on the gym where it's like, I can't get a workout in because those people are over there hanging out, talking, picking each other up. Just go down to the bar and get out of here. So there's some of that. But if you go there at noon, there might only be six or eight cars in the parking lot. Those people are probably pretty serious. They're going in when it's quiet. They're going to go in, get their job done and get out. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the social aspect of going to a gym, right? We, I think we talked about that last time. It's a big, it's a big point, especially as we age. It's nice to have a social aspect to where you're going. But I looked it up a little bit. People who exercise regularly, it's about 20%. So about 20% of our population said the males are about somewhere around 23 and the females are almost 20. So it's it's about 20% of us that work out regularly. What age group, though? That was that was across the board. It didn't really, so that, that it counts really like didn't high say. School, high school kids? Because um, I would say yeah. that high school kids are all working out. My guess is they're not. Well, they're not definitely all, not all working not out. Not all working out. But, no. you know, like. The athletes. A lot of people stop working out after high school. Sure. Yeah. Well, the athletes, depending on their sport, if they, if they play a sport like football, and that's done. They might be done versus a sport like tennis where you can, you know, just go down and play it. You know, we call them those lifelong sports, the tennis, the running, jogging, you know, some of those things that you can do where you don't have to have a team of 11 to play. Baseball is a little harder, too. So 20%, um, 20% of, 300, of 330 million. I mean, I'm not and, good at math. And we know all. people. I mean, we talked about last time. You go somewhere, you, you hit the store, you get on the plane, you, you see it, right? I mean, if you were to look at it, there's some people out there, some military guys or ex-military, some law enforcement firefighters who are all in great shape. But you got the flip side of that coin, too, and people who don't do anything. Maybe they're lucky if they walk 10 minutes a day. You know, other than that, they're watching TV. So, so then I looked up. And we talked about this the other day. What's the main reason people can't go to the gym? And they were just asking in this question. It was it was twice a week, 30 minutes. Why aren't you going to the gym? Reason was? Time. They didn't have time for it, right? Hmm. But then you look at the flip side of that. What's the average time that people watch TV? I don't, I don't even know that this one, and this was just, I tried to look it up in a couple of different ways to get better, you know, views. But... It didn't. I didn't even ask the phone. How many hours a day are people watching TV? Average person, most of us, between two and four hours. So we can't go to the gym 30 minutes twice a week. We can't even go for a walk 30 minutes twice a week. You know, I, I'm sure they're throwing that in. But we got time to watch TV for two to four hours yeah. on an average daily. Right. Yep. So we got a problem. We, we know this. We know our we know our country has a whole and not just our country, but some of the other countries too, have a problem with obesity, diabetes. And I got some stats on that, too, if we want to go through those. But, you know, the basic bottom line is we're freaking lazy, Chad. And yeah. it's way easier to sit down and, you know, grab a grab a meal from a fast food place and just chill on the couch than it is to go to the gym so the percentages are low for who's in good shape i guess then with the longevity of life going up as far as the average lifespan goes 
I I guess you can, you know, stay alive longer. Just you don't have to work out. Yeah. You can have good meds. Yep. Um, modern medicine, right? Modern medicine. You can, um, if you're if you don't have the ability to walk to your car, you know, there's all kinds of things that you can use now to, you know, that I, I don't call it a handicap, but there's ways that people cannot, you know, that can, you know, whether it's a walker or whether it's a, uh, a some kind of lift or a chair, whatever it is, there's all, I, I, I see all of these people that are living late into life. Yeah. They're not necessarily, die. I mean, there's all these, you know, there's, uh, you know, cases where people are that die in their forties, fifties, and it yep. sucks. You see it happening. And, and I guess that's just the, the natural selection of the human being. But as far as the average goes, and you're dealing with those age groups in the seven mid seventies, the upper seventies for females, um, I guess it comes down to like value of life yep. and quality, quality of life and how you feel. Because I still would argue that if you have a big belly and you can't bend down and tie your shoes and your hamstrings always hurt and your joints always hurt and you twist your neck like that and it, you get a pinched nerve in the upper neck like and, and that consistently happens when you're out of shape oh yeah that that discomfort like that's where i'm at with it of like how can you continue to live like that and i think that's why i, I you see people that want to try to do a, a makeover and they want to get go go from being heavy to light and they it, but the one thing that is the messaging is that it's a lot, you have to change your lifestyle yeah. to maintain it. You just do. You're you like, do. If, if you're going to develop lean muscle mass, you have to do the work. Right. You can't just lose the weight. No, you can't. You can't just go, I'm going to go get my staple, my stomach stapled, or I'm going to go on this fad diet. And I know this has been said in, in tons of circles, but a lot of people have this misnomer that you, that you could go to the gym and do some cardio and lose the weight, which is fine. Yeah. But if you don't develop that lean muscle mass and that base, then it's going to come back as fat if, as soon as you stop running and right. eating again. Right. Like they're like, well, I'm on the Atkins and I'm going to go paleo and I'm going to go no carb. Well, I love the idea of eating light carbs, but I would never tell you that I'm never going to eat a good lasagna again. Right. Like that's not a value of life. That's not yeah. a quality of life. Yeah. Some people can do it. That's fine. Yeah. But. I can't, I, it's not that I can't, I won't. Right. I want to go to a right. good sushi bar yeah. and I love sashimi, but I also love nigiri with the rice. Right. Sure. So I think that it comes down to when you see all the gyms with all the full parking lots at certain times of the day, and then you read the stats of like how many people really do work out. That's amazing that 20% of the population is all that works out in the country. If you sad, if you take that number, that's like maybe New York and and California, I think there's like 35 or 40 million people just in California. Yeah. Maybe more now. Right. So that's almost just like the state of California is working out and the rest of the country is not. Right. What is is 20% of 300 million, of 350 million? 70 million, right? Yeah. So maybe like two big states, three big states is all that's working out in this country. Right. And the other 48 are chilling watching tv yeah and you know there's lifestyles up in north dakota montana these yeah, ranchers they yeah. don't need to work out. oh no they stay right. lean you right. see these guys and their wives right. they're just well, ripped they're, and, they're throwing hay around all yeah, day right there they're, they're busted so they yeah. you know you got to keep into consideration that yeah. there's that lifestyle going on yeah. to where that's people. pretty small it's real small pretty small if you yeah. go inner city and you just walk here in this area and you look at the 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 majority of our population 
it's you know you having a belly i don't care like it's that that's not the the, the point no. of this it's can you get down on the floor right pop out a burpees jump up on that box run over there well, do you t- don't even have to do that can you get down on the floor and get roll around up. and get back up yeah that's i mean the thing. i mean if you can't how much are you going to cost in healthcare? Right. Yeah. So, so there was one thing talking about prevention and, and I didn't read it or write it down, but it was, it was straight garbage because I'm like, we don't work on prevention, right? Everybody, everybody, I even have people, we hear it all the time. Hey, I'm, I'm taking this pill or that pill. The pill has a side effect, right? Just, you got to put in the work. We've talked about this before. Sometimes you just got to put in the work and, and it's not all bad. It's, it's hard. Right, well, some of it's hard work. It's not easy. It, it's not easy, but but there's benefits to it. You feel good. You haven't had a back issue in a long time. I'm the same way. I had back issues growing up. That was probably somewhat self induced. I did a couple of things early, and then the way I squatted was probably not great. So I probably kept bringing it out. Now I don't have back pain. Things are way better without back pain, right? If you if you're in pain all the time, sucks. And you're heavy, and your diet's not good. You have to look inside and go, okay, what am I not doing that can help this? Not who's going to help me, you know? And and so I, I wanted to find, and it's really easy to find, Chad, but I didn't bring it in. Have you seen the the map of the United States? Because it goes right to what you were just saying in terms of population, where it has the map of the United States. And, and if it was white, it was the state as a whole was good. And if it was yellow, I can't remember what colors they used. It might have been white orange yellow red something like that if the state was yellow it was you know the numbers were bad in terms of obesity slash health risk issues then it was orange and then the map just started going state by state red because the obesity numbers were just worse and worse and worse and now it's crazy but the obese and this is in 2017 2018 ages 20 and up obesity 42.4%. So the question on that real quick before you continue with your stats is what determines obesity description and, and, and how do you get classified as that? And does that have something to do with what we spoke about a few conversations ago about that mat, that index that shows like where you should be like at my height, like I will never be where it says I should be. Sure. So is that going off of that? And then is that obese? Like, so, so overweight, (laughs) overweight people, Two out of three. And that would be, yeah, kind of looking at that chart, height and weight. So there might be a small percentage of that number, Chad, that that, that isn't right. You know, like like I've I've done firemen before who weigh two twenty and ultimately they're like, Yeah, you should weigh we've talked about this before. Yeah, you should weigh one ninety, but you're looking at the guy and, and you do his lean tissue and you're like, Okay, that chart doesn't apply to you. But but then when you do his body comp, is he's at twelve percent body fat. So you're like, Yeah, you're you're one of those outliers, right? You're a little bit outside of the norm. Right. But but those are going to be on both sides, right? You got the guy who's who's got a lot of lean tissue, but you also got the guy who thinks he's got a lot of lean tissue and he's really not that lean. He's overweight. So you've got probably outliers on both sides. So one, two thirds of us in our country are overweight. One third of us are obese. Thirty three percent of the country is obese. Mm-hmm. But what I'm afraid of is, like, I'm not obese, but would I get classified as obese on that measurement? No, you wouldn't be. That? You might be overweight. You, you might be considered overweight on that chart. On that you chart. Wouldn't be, you wouldn't be over, obese. So overweight, though, is a hard description to take 
because you don't want to be underweight. You want to be, I don't want to be average, but like overweight means that you have some weight to lose. Is that all that that means? Or does that mean that you're a fat ass? It could be both. So, so if we take that athletic person that I was just talking about, sometimes those guys have a pretty good lean tissue base, right? And and so they have some weight to lose. It may not be a ton, but you've also got some people who don't have any lean, and you go to pinch them, and it's just everywhere you pinch is body fat, not not lean. Then you're going, okay, this person, his numbers are just outside of the where he should be but you're looking at his you know if you do a body comp you're like man he has no lean tissue so he might be even more at risk he falls into that category but kind of referencing back to what we were just talking about he might be way more at risk because he doesn't have any lean yes he's just outside of the healthy weight category but really you do his body fat and you're like no he's obese because because of his numbers because he's does low. that make sense oh yeah 100 percent. so so it really depends i mean some of those numbers you know that your height and your weight and your bmi they're they're pretty good they get you get you an idea gives you a ballpark but then there's outliers on each side of that spectrum hmm. i would i would be interested to know yeah it's 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 weird because you look at somebody that that you wouldn't think would be considered overweight. When I see somebody that's out of shape and fat, I could be like, that dude's overweight. He needs to lose some weight. Yep. But then you see somebody that would still get classified as that. And I, so it's kind of a confusing it's, it's tricky. misnomer, you know, it's a misnomer of like how you classify that. Yeah. Cause I, cause I would probably be considered overweight, but again, we're in the gym. So if we, if we broke it down and then I did my body composition, I'm on the, I'm not on, in the excellent category. I'm just outside of that. So when you look at it that way, you're going, okay, that to me, that trumps the overweight. I'm a little bit overweight, but my body fat's really low, meaning my what lean is your tissue's pretty high. Right now, I'm probably, I'd like to say 16, but it's probably more like 18, 19. So I'm a little bit more than you. You're a little bit more than According to my me. DEXA scan. Yep. But when I when I tell people what my DEXA scan is, like Bubba, mm-hmm. I was with Bubba at lunch on Friday, and he was yep. here yesterday. He's in that competition right yep. now, and he's already went from 19 to 11. Okay. And he still has another month and a half or two months left. Um, but again, he's not enjoying life. Like, he hates it, right? <laughs> right. He's just right. trying to win some money. <laughs> right. He's, like you, he, as soon as he's done getting down to eight percent, he's gonna fucking go back up to nineteen. That can't right. be healthy it's, either. That's not healthy. That can't be healthy that's, either. To do it all again next January, that's, or February. That's the pendulum, right? Yeah, going into the, into the extremes. Yeah, that's yeah. extreme. So, yeah. But what where I was going with that is that when Bubba told me and showed me his starting body fat, I mm-hmm. was like, "What the? F-? Like, never in my in in my." friendship with him i ever thought that i was like close to what he was gotcha so a year ago when a year ago he was 19 percent throughout the year okay i was 23.2 percent with a dexa scan so that's yeah. pretty accurate yeah right? yeah yeah DEXA so, scans accurate. but I, I look at bub and i'm like there's no freaking way that i'm only four percent more body fat than you so what does that mean like he's chiseled yeah like, he doesn't have an eight pack but he's got abs he can freaking jump and balance like a mofo. He backflips off high rocks into Tahoe. He's got vascularity and veins coming out everywhere. But, and I hope Bubba doesn't listen to <laughs> He better listen. When I put my hands on his triceps, it, it, he's got some softness in places. Yeah. So I don't know, like, it would be a, uh, it would be a study of lean muscle mass of if he's not in the gym and he's just doing the exercises like the paddle boarding and the shoveling snow 
like, is he really developing that lean muscle mass? I don't know. So that's a question of like, is his body fat higher because he doesn't have that lean muscle mass that offsets that body fat rank uh, measurement? Is that fair to say? Well, just going off what you're talking about right now, he's pretty active, right? He stays active. But it sounds like right now he's doing fairly extreme dieting. So it, it probably for him... Does he? He doesn't do much in the gym, right? Never. He so, so if he were to, so he's maintaining his strength. He's probably not pushing his lean tissue. If he were to go into the gym, start doing push-ups, and, and gradually, progressively overload that to to get stronger, you would probably feel a difference in his chest and triceps and that, right? But it sounds like to me, Chad, he maintains a good activity. So he's maintaining his lean, but he's not creating more lean or, or making sure he's not dropping some lean. But when he does this diet thing. He's probably losing some lean because of his dieting. He's probably, he may be cutting calories so much that he's starting to get into burning some of his lean tissue, which isn't good. And maybe that's what you're seeing when his body comp is at a 19. There's got to be something to have that kind of physique and 19% body fat. Yeah. That blew my mind. I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, you, you know, your body will put it everywhere. Okay. Yeah, but he has none. I, well, he has none. It's, it's there, it's hidden. I've, I've seen, I was at the lake with him in July, he, jumping off rocks, and he had no body fat on him. I'm being for real. Like, I'm not obsessed with this guy. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when he said 19.8% or whatever, I'm like, what? Yeah. There's no effing way. That means that the guy sitting next to you is like at 60% then, right? Like, well, yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know how high it goes. How high does body fat go? It's, it can go 60. I've, can I've it really? Seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. No we, way. We used to, we used to On do a guy a, in the gym working out has, has been at 60% no, by Well, now. this was somebody who was trying to go to the gym. So so we, we were part of a competition for a while here in town that was run by one of the hospitals, and it was called Motivate You. And so we would get some people initially, and that's why I bought – there's that one scale that's silver underneath the table. I bought that because I couldn't – there were certain people I couldn't caliper. And so we bought that scale to kind of get a reading, and we had a couple people right under 60 starting. Wait, and, let me and we had then. great we had great results with them, but I don't know that some of these people, you know, it's kind of like the biggest loser. You see these people, have, and most of them gain that way back, right? Because they don't make long term lifestyle changes. They they go a lot of it's that short term, and and you've got to do that long term lifestyle change. What's the highest body fat in your gym right now? If you had to guess, in not naming any names, right or if you just because I'm just trying to get a visual mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. I've seen in there. Is there mm-hmm. anybody that's in there forty percent? I was going to say we've we've got a few that are probably between upper thirties, real low forties. Are those females or males? A couple of females. And are any of those? I've got like a couple 20s? of males that are probably in their in their mid thirties. Are any of those high school athletes or in their twenties at, at uh, worker outers? Um, there's a few, a few, but not very many. So, if you're at forty percent body fat, yep. And I know, do you have more stats to go over? Because this is kind of a stat that I want you to try to talk on. Okay. What is a timeline you could have expectations at forty percent body fat to healthy health health what's the, to to, to, to get, get to, to health, a healthy weight, a healthy weight, not no, but to, to do it health. Yep. What am I trying to say? Healthily? What is the word to do it healthy, to do it in a, in a wellness way. Wellness way. Oh, my brain is, I don't know. I'm tired. I, brain. I don't know. Healthy just um, doesn't fit. It's just a weird word in that sentence, but you don't, I'm not talking to do it the diet. right way. I'm not talking pills. Yeah. I'm talking like results and putting yeah. the work in. Can you go from 40% body fat okay. to where I'm at? 
23% body fat in a year. You you might be getting close in a year. I was going to say 10% drop in a year. Totally doable. Totally 10%, doable. And what does that year look like? Is you that know, it, it would be... Is that uh, you could you could probably do it in three or four days a week, and that's never eaten bad. No, you can you can still throw in a few cheat meals, but but your okay. If we were looking at a week, I'd say hey, you need to be in the gym four times a week. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be two hours. We can do some great workouts in forty forty five minutes, right? So four times a week. I want that person moving more. So if they have a sedentary job, I, I want them to use the metric of 10,000 steps because it just shows that you're moving, right? And moving is good blood flow, good heart work, you know? So it's just it's just good. When, when you're walking, when you go for a walk, Chad, you're not eating a burger. So, so it keeps you from, from uh, eating at that time too. And then watching what you eat. You're going to, let's cut out fast food. Let's try and cut out sugars. Let's drink more water. You know, a lot of the basics that we talk about. Let's eat whole food, real food kind of stuff. Let's not do things that are easy in the microwave. Let's do fruits and vegetables. Let's, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I think you can you can do 10% a year if you're consistent. Body fat in a year. Oh, yeah. So for oh, yeah. Bubba. We've had, to, to I mean, Bubba's going to do it short term, right? Bubba did it in a month. Yeah. He did, he did 19 to 11, uh, 12. So he's done that. That's not quite seven, 10%. Seven, so yeah. he's 7% in yep. a month. Yep. I've had, that's extreme. We, we run. Yeah. And we, we do a competition every once in a while that, that runs about two months. And I've had a couple of people lose a legit three to 4% in two months. I want to do and that. That's, competition. And that's so legit. Run in the summer. We, we start one before the summer. I want to do one yeah. in the summer. Because the winter one didn't go very good. Because we, I, the, the reason we think it was so bad this year is because we've had such a crazy winter. It ain't over. Did you see next week now? <laughs> yeah. Now more snow next Tuesday, Wednesday, I know. Thursday. It's nuts. It's crazy. You, you might want to belong to a gym so you don't have to. Or you walk outside up for the winter because this winter's going to not. Something's yeah, but, going yeah, on. but this winter's so long that how are you going to get it off? Right. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, a year to lose 10 percent body fat. Yeah. So. My second part of that question, though, is that when you get to where I'm at now, okay, can you do 10% in a year to get to, can I count on a 10% I, to get I, down to 12 in a year? I don't think we or want you down to 12. Lower, Heck know, yeah. Does it get harder the lower you're Heck trying to yeah. go? It's, it's, we talked about this last time. It's kind of like rehab, right? When you're at 50%, getting from 50 to 70 is pretty easy. Same thing with weight loss, getting the first 10 off pretty easy because because they've been they haven't been sitting on you for 20 years right so the first 10 have been there for the last two months so you get them off pretty easy then it starts to get a little harder so for you uh, and ultimately chad if we got you down to 15 16 percent that's the excellent range right yeah so so that's where you want to go but again short term uh, slow nice easy process creating that new feeling of homeostasis for your body that's going to last longer if bubba gains it right back if if every year this is his cycle it's pretty extreme it's not not necessarily that good especially if he's losing it that quick if you're losing weight that quick if you've got 100 pounds to lose sure you can give up 40 and most of that's probably going to come from fat if you've only got 10 or 15 to lose and you lose 10 right away a lot of that's water some of it's fat, but guess what? Your muscle is 90% water. So I like to believe, I do believe, some of that water weight you're losing is taking your lean tissue away too. So you're losing 10. You're not just losing 10 pounds of fat. You're losing some lean tissue. You're losing some water weight. You're losing some body fat. The less lean tissue you lose, the better off you are, 
right? We one, just talked. We just talked about maintaining your strength and lean, maintaining your lean body mass. You go into a starvation diet, you're losing lean. That's the worst thing you can do. Okay, so we're gonna to t- we're gonna to touch on heart real quick, but before okay. that, you talked about starvation diet. So if I'm if I'm trying to keep my lean, yep. but I'm trying to lose weight yep. at the same time by working out and I'm not doing a ton of cardio, yep. some, and I'm doing interval training with you, yep. get the heart rate up, bring it down, try to get your recovery the best you can. Is fasting then, because I was I was just at a conference in Nashville last week and I was and it was on dog food. Mm-hmm. And um the subject of fasting with your dog because I feed my dogs once a day in the afternoon. Okay. I hunt in the morning. I don't want them hunting on a full stomach. They might get a little kibble during the hunt, but I don't want them any GI problems with all that activity. Okay. Um, but then it came up, well, you, you could feed twice a day. Some diets when they're, you know, when a female's pregnant, it's three times a day. We started Mm -hmm. going through all these stats. So I just asked this lady, I said, well, what about fasting for human beings? She goes, shouldn't just like that, (laughs) that blunt, you shouldn't. And (laughs) I'm like, but I get results. She's like, no, you don't. You just you're just saving calories. Is she a dietitian? Yeah, like okay. PhD, okay. like legit. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, and she's sharp, like real sharp. Yeah. And I love her. And I was, and I didn't expect her to say that because she's okay. in shape and she's she's like metabolism, you know, like metabolism and 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 the right foods at the right time. She's like, she she goes, well, do you how how does your day go? And I go, well, I work out on an empty stomach. She goes not smart at all like just tell right, me this stuff right. like not smart at all yeah. she's like what's wrong with getting up and eating some egg whites and some 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 high protein meat lean meat and and then going to work out she goes that that breakfast will never make you gain weight she goes right. now if you're adding on a huge dinner and a huge dessert and all that stuff mm-hmm. obviously right. that's where right. your cal- your caloric intake it's all about calories in calories out yeah. but she was against fasting 100% hmm. so, so is, is is fasting considered starvation I, I i have no no i've done i haven't done a ton of research but i've definitely listened to a little bit more along those lines and the best one i heard with with one of the peter uh, atia podcasts was there's three ways you can decrease your calories right so it's it's basically you can cut your calories, ultimately just cutting things out. You can cut your time, which is your intermittent fasting, or you can cut out a category, meaning cutting out carbs. Those things are going to drop you down. And sometimes it, it they'll go back and forth. They change it all the time. But really, the biggest thing is you're trying to create a calorie deficit. So if you close down your window of time you eat, and and you're not doing a long-term fast, you're probably not doing any damage from from what I'm hearing. A lot of the people are talking about, you know, some of that calorie, cutting out the, let's say you fast for 16 hours, because ultimately they're saying anywhere under 12 is not really a fast. A lot of people get 12 pretty easy from the time they quit eating at 6, wake up at 6 a.m., you know, they, they stop eating at 6, they sleep for 8 hours, they they just didn't eat the last 3, wake up at 6 and they eat, that's 12 hours. So that's not really considered fasting. It's got to be, they're saying more 14 to 16 hours. Some of them are saying that's very important for digestive health because you give your body time to uh, relax. So it's part of that um, recovery cycle for the gut. If you're eating all the time, the gut is always turned on. So, so there's never any downtime for the gut and that 
creates gut issues over time. So that's one of the thoughts. The other one is that um, it kind of resets the cells. So, you know, once you have a fat cell, Chad, you always have a fat cell. It can only decrease in size over time. So your body, a lot of times your body is telling you you're hungry when you're not. You know, it's some of those fat cells that, you know, over time when you're changing your diet your body's like well this isn't what's normal for me i need you to eat so they're sending a signal to the brain that goes i need to eat you know it's time to eat sometimes you gotta get through just mentally through that period so that you can change your lifestyle um but yeah once you have a fat cell you have it forever it only changes in size when you're growing in development you you increase in fat numbers fat one cell thing that's numbers. hard for me when it comes to the diet part i mentioned it to you yesterday is mm-hmm. A lot of the diets are, you know, keep your carb, your, your, your starches done by 6.30 or 7 p.m. Okay, you hear that some. Don't eat dinner after 7. You're done eating mm-hmm. after 7 p.m. Yep. No snacking, no more caloric intake after 7 p.m. My problem is, is what I told you yesterday, is that I have a hard time falling asleep hungry, mm-hmm. and I seem to wake up more. And I don't know, like you're supposed to fall asleep. So your, so your reserves are being eaten by your body, right? That's yeah. how you lose weight because yeah. you're, you're the, 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 your metabolism's working through the night. You're burning fat because your heart rate's mm. in the right yep. zone, all of that science that goes into that. Yep. But I, I feel horrible if I don't have food in my stomach when I lay down in the bed. So I, I'm not totally up on these, but I, I've been to a couple conferences where I'm a, I'm a person who feels like if I eat late, like. I mean, in seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, and and not doesn't have to be a huge meal. I feel like crap, and and I feel it on me the next morning. And so I've always told people try and not eat late at night. But they've done a few studies on people eat you know same amount of calories, just changing the time that they ate. They didn't see a difference. So so there are and there are some people who like to eat later, Chad. So so again, if your calories fall in a good range. It probably isn't is isn't an issue. I know a lot of people who can't work out with food in their gut. Right? I used to be. I had to eat first thing I got up. I was just like, I'm up. I got to eat. You know. I but I trained myself that way. I think as being a kid, it right. was like get up, eat your meal before you go to school, which was probably at that that time was cereal. It wasn't egg whites and you know avocado toast it was grab a bowl of lucky charms and get out the door but i think i trained myself whereas i if i went into the gym and didn't have food on board my workout wasn't very good now for a lot of people though if they eat within an hour of when they go to the gym the the blood is in their gut and they don't feel very good working out because they're either bloated or their food's not digested. So, so a lot of times we have to work with athletes all the time on figuring out what meal works for you. What time does that meal work for you based on when you're going to play, right? So, so we'll, we'll look at it that way. But for you, maybe it's not a bad idea to have a little something late at night. If you're going to sleep better, as we look at the, on the spectrum uh, it's, it's, of the things that off. I talk about, so Chad, important. sleep is, is number one. There's, there's, I think there, I feel terrible today because yeah. of my sleep last night. Yeah. Like I don't even want to be on this podcast there. right now. Well, you know, but, but I'm here. And that's what I'm saying. It's oh, like, okay. I, I don't feel like I'm thinking good. I got brain fog. <laughs> I'm not clear. I'm not I'll clear. keep us rolling. I'm I got, being, I got I'm this. being a pansy because I didn't get my seven hours. Yeah. Hey, your body it sucks. It, your body needs that. That's probably the number one thing we need. Um, there's a few people out there who train to be good under not sleeping conditions, but it's really hard. I mean, when you look at the young 
military guys who've gone through sleep deprivation or uh, police and fire who've gone through that, it's really not good on the body. So when they look at them as they get a little bit older, there's some issues there and they really have to work on their sleep because they've trained themselves how to function without sleep. Some of our physicians go through that, right? When they're doing a residency or if you're an ER doc, you're getting a break when you can, but you might be on the floor for 12 hours based on, you know, one set of circumstances. And, and, you know, you can train yourself that way. Is it the best way to be? No. And I'm sure if you go in to see, like whenever I go to see a doctor, I want to see them first thing in the morning because I think that they're a little more fresh. You know, you don't want to be that guy who gets, I tell clients, I don't see clients after 530. I'm like, I'm worthless. I'm, I'm over it. done. Yeah. You don't want me. I'm going to give you to one of my guys who's ready to go. I'm I'm fried. And that's just, I know my schedule. you've been doing it since 6 a.m. Yeah, I'm, I'm just done. It's You know, it is what it like is. like a homicide detective lifestyle. Right. They're up 48 hours at a time. Yeah. They're drinking coffee the whole time. Right. Most of them smoke. Probably. Like, there's just yeah, no way right. these guys live it's, a long it's life. It's not good. Like, the stress, and then the stress on top of it. Yeah. Because you got to tell the family they lost. I'm not, this is way off topic, but yeah. I, I pay a lot of attention to these shows about yeah. homicide. Yeah. Because I want to be a homicide investigator someday. Like, that, that's it's, when you grow up. I just think it's awesome. When you grow up. Just putting those clues I'm going to be a together. weatherman when yeah, I grow up. Yeah, putting those clues. Oh, weatherman. That's the. I get paid. cop out. Wrong or right. I'm, yeah. I, I get paid. rain tomorrow. Yeah. Bring it like, These homicide investigators, you look at their face and you're just like oh dude the stress on top of no right. sleep on top of smoke and cigarette right and you look at these there's a show called the first 48 that's my favorite show it's on a and e and it's it's like in the season 20 i've been watching it since episodes of like that's why you can't sleep dude no, i don't watch it later okay night. you got okay good i really don't i have the tv off and i'm literally i reach over and grab this thing and start taking notes yeah it's crazy that's stupid i think you wire your brain it's, it's dumb yeah um but these guys are smoking like chain smoking, mm-hmm. drinking coffee, right? And, and just trying to survive. Yeah, just trying to survive. <laughs> and they might do that for. There's some homicide investigators that do it for 15 years. So if you want to go into that, you got to hope your parents had good genes. Yeah, right? you got to because on the lifestyle thing, you're you're. I met you're one. Of the, I met one of the guys. I was in the Dallas airport, and the Dolphins were playing the Cowboys. And this homicide investigator. It was when when they were filming a bunch of these episodes in Miami, and. um this guy was a Dolphins fan, came to Dallas to watch the game, had his jersey on. I knew him from the show because I studied the show. And I went and said hi to him. Like, hey, I didn't look at him as a celebrity. I said, I want to say thank you for what you do. He was hammered, which is fine. He's partying. <laughs> but you looked at him and you're like, God, that dude looks <laughs> 75 years old. I yeah. bet he was 40. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, that that stress of that lifestyle, depending on your lifestyle and stress level is where I was going with that, is like, stress is the silent killer without a doubt and i think that working out that we haven't even talked about what it does for your stress and your mental ability and we're and we'll end it we're going to come back with another one soon but talk a little bit about your the mindset that we are talking about of being heavy not your clothes not fitting not being able to get up out of you've seen people take Mm -hmm. five minutes to get up out of their car i don't know how they got in the thing yeah um that's got to be painstaking, depression-wise. Uh, right. You can't be happy. No. My mind, if I'm not working out, if I am if I feel like I feel right now, just tired. I had a great workout yesterday, but I'm still feeling tired because my sleep deprivation last night. My mind works in the complete opposite. Like, I get depressed if I'm not in the gym. Yep. I, get, I get crazy um, anxiety 
and self-deprecating, self-judging, critical. And you're like, hey, just relax, be balanced. You got to accept it. But man, it's hard to accept when you don't feel like you look your best and feel your best. Yeah. And that's 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 weird to me that some people go to the other end of the spectrum where they're like, oh, I feel great. I'm eating all this shit and I'm getting fat as fu- or fat as heck. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm depressed because look at the way I look. Yeah. Nobody wants to be with me. Nobody's asking me out. And now you get depressed that way. Sure. And I'm on the other end of the spectrum of like, if I gain one pound, I'm going to kill myself kind of like in yeah. the gym, not physically. I'm going yeah. to go in the gym and kill myself until I get it off of there. So there's like those different mindsets of stress. I get stressed if I'm not working out. Yeah. These people are getting stressed because of the way they look for not working out for years. Right. It's both ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Oh, it is. It is. And and hopefully, I mean, that's one of the things where workouts are supposed to help, right? Is just they decrease stress. So hopefully much. automatically, right? Because you're you're stressing the body. So so you're you're taxing the body, your mind has to go there. It just changes everything. So it's it's very important. And you'll see people, I think Chad, you know, as referencing your guy that you were just talking about, you'll see people look ten years younger just from starting to get into the gym and, and exercise and hopefully it helps them sleep better with the exercise. Hopefully they change their diet, right? So you're, you're trying to just change all those lifestyle things just a little bit the other direction. It doesn't have to be extreme. It's just over time, long-term and, and staying healthy for the long-term is I'd the I'd like to do a study on, um, on sex drive and testosterone on people that work out versus this 80% of people that don't. Yep. And um, when I went to get my blood work done, because I was going to get on TRT, before my cardiologist said the F U R right. Mm-hmm. And my mom, who's a nurse practitioner said the F U R. Yeah. So I didn't never have, I've never, t- I've, I did. I told you this on a podcast that I've done creatine yep. and a few protein shakes my whole life. Yep. Never done any other supplements of that would increase strength or longevity in the gym or recovery time or BC, uh, any of that shit. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm just not good at it. I'm not good at that. There's mindset. a lot. Um, but I wonder like, my testosterone when I got it measured was 705, 695, yeah. somewhere right in there, which is yeah. high. Yep. They're like, well, we want to get you to 1100. I'm like, for what? Right. So then my doctor's like, dude, all you're going to do is kill your natural ability to make that stuff if right. you go on this stuff, which makes sense. Yep. So I, I chose not to, but I know a lot of people in their th- mid 30s and 40s and now 50s that are doing yeah. it. They look great. Yeah. But is it fake? And I would like to do, I would like to get some knowledge if you can find some someday in your studies of sex drive because my sex drives to the roof and my my testosterone's high yep so i wonder how that's affected by obesity or overweight and having a gut and not feeling good about yourself and not feeling sexy to your mate like i've always had the mindset this is going to sound ignorant kill me i don't care you owe it to your mate to stay in shape i think marriages become somber or relationships because somber when people don't stay appealing to their significant other that might sound ignorant but i really feel well, that way but but hopefully you find a partner that has the same views as you right yeah. and, and so hopefully and that that's you and all of that. exactly so that's i i mean i do but if you I find don't, a partner i don't know that good i don't know that you even have to do a study if you talk to a psychologist they're going to tell you those things because for sure and and i know I think we may have mentioned this before, too. I had my testosterone checked because I was probably early, mid-40s, but I just felt like my energy was dropping off and a few other things. 
And so I asked because I was going in for blood work because I usually do the routine checks just to, you know, smart to do the routine stuff. And uh, I go, can we check my testosterone? And the first thing the doc said is he goes, yeah, we'll check it. He goes, but you're not the typical guy who has a testosterone problem. He goes, it's the guys who are out of shape. They aren't working out. They're obese. So they know that that stuff drops off huge because I think it's a reciprocal relationship. Your lean tissue and testosterone drive. That right there. If you're working out, right, right, right. And, and, and I agree with you to answer your other question. I do think whenever you give the body something artificially, right? So I I did a ton of research on steroids back in the day because it's just into it. But and not that adding testosterone is a steroid, but it's a hormone, right? You add that hormone to your system. And if it's enough, then the body goes, I'm getting a significant amount here. I don't need to function. So you take that function out because it's there. It's free living within the cells. And I don't know the whole chemistry of it, but it's been added to the body. Why does your body have to work to do it? So it's, again, you change that relationship of I'm going to build some muscle. I'm going to add some strength. I need testosterone to do it. So, so it is your people who aren't working out, who eat bad, whose dietary, you know, breakdown of, of the foods that they eat is so bad they're obese, you know. So again, now we're into that cycle and, and every part of it's bad. That's enough to work out every day. Sex is absolutely the best thing ever invented. 100% free. is the best. <laughs> Depending on your partner. Depending on <laughs> and And if you live in Nevada, sometimes it's not. It's not free. Um, but it's absolutely the best thing ever done. Yeah. Done, you know, There's, right. And, 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 and obviously we're not going in that. But naturally, as you get older, you lose the ability to function in that area in a lot of instances as well. Um, I don't know how long people have sex till it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it would be a good study for me to know if 80 year olds still bang. Mm -hmm. Like, I I wonder if they do like, I, I I just like, I can't picture it, but (laughs) I don't ever want to stop. You know what I'm saying? I'm ending it on some comedy here Mm -hmm. of like, I look at my man, Les, who is going to be here for dinner tonight. And he is a freaking savage. 83 years old. Maybe just turned 82. He always corrects me. But 82 or 83 for sure. And he'd think he was 60. And I'm like, there's no way that dude's done getting laid. There's just no way. And of, of course, the next week, he's got a 40-year-old girlfriend. I'll, I'll, bring, it, girlfriend. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back so, so your people, your audience doesn't think we're going crazy this no, morning. No, we're not going crazy. I just wonder <laughs> if people But it's no different than push-ups. Yeah. I just, no wonder, push I just wonder if an 80-year-old woman is getting naked and, and her and her husband Why not? Like, I'm just, it's, it's, I, it's, I will, I will tell wondering. you, uh, this is from another professional. When I went through my divorce, we went and saw a professional, right? And one of her comments was, you should be having sex into your 70s if you're with your partner and you both 70s. enjoy it. Good. Yeah, and into the 80s, I'm sure. You why know not? Why? You know why what's not? a great point on this? is because I just podcasted with the great Ted Nugent again yesterday, and he's 74. And I guarantee you, he's, and his wife's hot. <laughs> so there's a great reason. And Ted is is been sober his entire life. He he shuns down on all of that stuff the the sex drugs rock and roll deal except the sex part and the rock and roll i said what about the middle one he goes and he'll tell you straight up on the podcast yesterday he's like sobriety is everything but i guarantee you and he's in great shape still he's still hunting every day um back when i was 20 70 was old 
Now when I'm around Tim right. Nugent, 70 is not old. It doesn't have to be. 70, he's 75. He's not old. doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't Like have I to be. tell Mike, I've got friends that are like, we're getting old. I guess speak for yourself. Yeah. Uh, you you got to earn that title. You got to be 75 before you can call yourself old. Yeah, I just And kind of going back to one of the things you mentioned earlier, we were talking about way I wanted to mention a while ago. But you mentioned the people who are handicapped or whatever. Look at all those stickers. Get rid of the sticker. Park in the back of the lot and walk. You, yeah, you're walk. the person that needs to move. And, and you, you know, you went to your doctor and said you need a handicap sticker. For what reason? Because you you had a bad toe for a while and now you just kept the sticker for you know the next three years. So you you know just again it goes to if you're not using it you're losing it right. I. Yeah, I guess if you're not using it, you're losing it. And I think that, you know, the 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 topic we were just talking about, it, you have you, there's just nothing better in life. That's why I wanted to talk about that. Is that you? If you're out of shape and you're not ex, uh, experiencing that consistently, and obviously you go through ups and downs and ebb and flows of yeah. breakups or whatever. But if you're not, I think that you're your stress a a good workout regimen with good sex life is the absolute most healthy you can be obviously with Mm -hmm. nutrition too yeah i think it's a huge part of it it is i think that it causes if you're not getting it you're not getting there's so many downfalls of that that's a i'm just interested in that because life is so precious to me and it go and people are always like it goes by fast i'm like does it? I mean, the clock's never slowed down it's just that you fill it up with so much stuff like i look back at my life in the last 20 years and i'm like you got to be kidding me. Like pinch me. Like I'm still rolling. Like I'm yeah. not going to quit. And then I, yeah. and I always judge it against like, well, look at this guy. He's how old is he? Uh, he's, he's 68. I got 20 years. Well, he's still doing what I'm doing. He's 68. We, so if I keep work doing, if I stay in somewhat good shape, that's yeah. 20 years. No, I got this one for you. We, we just, we were just flying out of LA back to Reno. Weather was bad. And we Tiff had the window, so I couldn't see, but I kind of was watching. I'm like, something's weird here so anyway we we circled and then we went off to oakland we land in oakland we're we're sitting there i'm like we're probably done we're probably here for the night well luckily when we got there they started to refuel and did a few things and i was like i better use the bathroom because we hadn't got off the plane so i go use the bathroom i'm walking back and you know how it is with technology today and this guy's like i don't know why they couldn't land the plane my buddy who's on american they they made it blah 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 and i'm thinking I'm just freaking happy I'm on the ground, dude. I got I got shit ton I got to do in these next 25 years, right? Yeah. So I don't want to get if the pilots pilot if knew. the pilots aren't going to attempt it, <coughs> I'm, I'm okay with, with that. Yeah. I'm all right. I, I'm good to be on the ground. And if we try it again later because they feel good, let's do it. But I'm like, dude, I I don't want to go today. I got you know right. No. I got I got a lot of stuff I, I, I want to do. Every decision those pilots make, I'm with. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's I was flying back from Dallas on Friday and I was like. It was the worst flight I've ever been on. Ugh. I mean, for real, these storms, it was layered. Like I, I yeah. told, I told people when I land, I don't remember. Oh, I was at lunch with Dallimore and Mike Kruko. And I said, I have never seen layers of storms. Like I saw flying in this morning. I flew in Friday morning, went straight to lunch. I like, I just, something's up. Like I've just never seen anything like this. Yeah. And then coming into Reno for it, first off, it was 100% for 90 miles out of Dallas, all the way across New Mexico, Colorado, over Nevada, into Nevada was they never let the attendance up one time. And I know people have had these flights, but this was a shaky flight. And then when we started our descent in Reno, I was like, Oh my God, it's gotta be so windy. Like yeah. yesterday, yeah. Revilio flew to Ohio yesterday and he called me when he got to Dayton for the, for the UNR yep. game. And uh, we talked for like 45 minutes about this certain project we're working on. And, um, 
I'm like, how was it? He says, brother, I'm so used to it. I just, I just, <laughs> I, know. I just put it in the man upstairs. I'm like, dude, I would not have flown out of Reno this afternoon. I, I just know. wouldn't have. And those no. planes, but aviation's amazing. It's crazy. Aviation crazy. is, um, in the way it that is. we can read weather now, like, yep. knock on wood again, but has there been a commercial accident in America since 9-11? And that wasn't even an accident. That was on I, purpose. Yep. I just I, don't know. I, these. Not, I mean, honestly, for what they do, See how many right people, there? how many people go? That guy right there, he's done 130 missions in those jets, right? Now he's an instructor at Top Gun, and he flies commercially for American. He said, dude, I'm sleeping up there. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. No, no, <laughs> not, I, not I was like, I, I know, I got a buddy, and I was talking to him. I'm like, okay, we were coming in, and we really dropped. He goes, it's like a speed bump. He's, he's like, to him, it's no big deal. I'm like, oh, shit, this is a big-time ride, yeah. The best thing that you can do as a person if you're flying a lot is to get with a pilot, either sit with one on a plane during a flight and just wear him out. Just like, and you know how I am. I'm just like, what was that? Okay. And if this happens and they'll, they sit there and answer. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him on a three part podcast and then his wife, his Wade's sister, mm. Rachel Platts is his wife. Gotcha. And she's a fighter pilot, right? Is she and she's really? a commercial pilot for Delta okay. or United. United, and then our other good friend that we graduated high Shameless school with, plug. Rob, is a captain for Southwest. Okay, he's a captain for American. Um, We're just plugging all the and airlines. Then, and then, do we yeah. get free? And then Rachel's free Delta or United. So I'm talking Dang. to all the flights. People. She's a badass. I mean, she was a fighter pilot. <laughs> that She's is a badass. badass. And now they're married, and they're having badass fighter pilot kids. I'm sure. <laughs> but I ask him, I'm like, can turbulence? He goes, turbulence doesn't mess with planes. Yeah. Now it could it could cause damage to yep. a plane if it's bad, but he goes those planes can you know there's videos of their wings like this. I if know. you see the testing that Boeing no, does, I don't, I don't want to watch. That, no, I'm talking about the <laughs> testing in the factory. Oh, okay. Those right. wings can go like this. Yeah. No, but is there something about that mindset when you're in the air that you don't have control? Yeah. You just put right. it in God's hands. Yep. And you, you trust the to. pilot. These you guys have, have these guys were doing. These guys were flying at Mach 3, shooting at people overseas, and now they're in this big Tonka truck, and they're bored out of their minds. <laughs> right. And they're just sitting there going, right. they might have to take autopilot off once in a while. <laughs> exactly. All right, do you have any more stats before we end this session? Well, we can do them on the next session. It's been another Stay episode. Tuned. This Life Ain't For Everybody with Mr. Rob Knatzer, Sierra, Strength and Speed, Reno, Nevada. You need to get uh, an online program going so people I can know. just be like, I you know. need to start being a, get get with the new dude. You need to get a video crew. I mean, I know I, somebody. I know I'm gonna have I to know just use your use your stuff. You guys could just uh, you know go online and see some of the workouts we're doing. It's a uh, it's a cool environment. The culture is there. So this episode is brought to you by Sierra Strength and Speed, Reno, Nevada. Look them up online if you're in the area. Hit Rob up. He'd love to talk to you if you're moving to the area. Go get in one of his classes, get some private lessons, get become a, uh, just a client of us. You will not regret it in today's episode. Again, enjoy it in moderation. This is weird to talk about Jack Daniels when you're talking about working out, but I'm not afraid to have a Jack Daniels because I do work out and I feel good about it. And once in a while, I do enjoy a Tennessee sour mash whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. And uh, Jack Daniels supports a healthy lifestyle. Trust me. I've been to Lynchburg many times. And the number one thing they stress, healthy mind, healthy life, and uh, making sure that you take care of your soul, your mind, your body, your fitness, your family, your kids. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for everything you bring to the table for us here. We'll be back with another episode. In the meantime, this is Brent Cobb. The morning's going to come.